That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Here we go, Down, score was jumping around. The game was a ruckus. No one's comfortable now. Was a hell of a ride, but did we win? Oh. And welcome back to Fuck, Fuck You. We, we like, like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting to my right on the Zoom call is Lloyd Johnson. And sitting on the other end of the Zoom call, Cleveland native, one of the fastest rising comics in the Midwest, maybe even the country, is Mary Santora. Mary Santora. We're happy to have you on. Oh man, uh, we're doing this little, little post-game edition of "Fuck You, We Like the Bengals" because uh, still fresh with because uh, a couple scheduling issues, but we pulled it off, and that was. Um, we'll talk a little bit about comedy because you are you've been absolutely you're still like doing shit like even yeah. through the pandemic, right? You just got um, a night at Hilarities just now. I think a lot of clubs are doing this now where they're just really heavily relying on their locals. Um, so they, Hilarity's actually like changed around their entire format and are going more of the Canadian style now. So the, the feature act's going up and doing 20 cold. I've seen that. And someone's doing a 10 minute set in the middle. So they're using the, uh, I don't know, maybe six or eight of us in a rotation. So we're there once a month at least um, based yep. on scheduling. And then if people drop out or you can... It's actually made it kind of easy to just be able to text another local and be like, hey, can you cover for me tonight or whatever. But um, yeah. Polarities has been open. I get back on the road this weekend. Where are you going? My first, I'm going to the St. Louis Helium. Um, oh, nice. Yes. I have not uh, been on the road since February. Wow. So I'm, I'm excited. I was doing at least every other weekend on the road last year. Um, and so it's going to be really nice to get back. But I am I am pretty nervous. I mean, like. Everybody's nervous right now, just traveling. And yeah, I know everybody's taking precautions, and I wouldn't go to a place where I didn't feel safe. But um, are you in your featuring? Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm featuring this weekend for Godfrey. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah I, I went to St. Louis. Uh, what's up? I said I'm excited. That's all. That's awesome. I've uh, I went to St. Louis uh, at one point last year, pre-pandemic times. Which I've said this a lot. I feel like the pandemic has kind of warped my view of the past. A little bit, because, like, I'll see, like, old pictures of me, old pictures of people, like, really close together, and, like, in, like, compact comedy crowds, and I'm like, no one's wearing a mask, no one's social distancing, it's like... Dude, it it's makes not- me cry. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Like, the other day, um, I was doing another podcast where they asked for a clip um, about, so the premise of the podcast is called You Can't Laugh at That, and it's about, like, heavy or dark material subject matter. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's great. It's David Horning and Steve Mertz from Cleveland. They do a really good job with it. Okay. Um, but uh, I was I was like, oh, man, which part of my set? I could talk about my mom being a hoarder or my dad being a gambler or my alcohol addiction. So I'm, like, yep. going through all these things. And I was watching old videos. And I was watching one from the, the first night I ever headlined at Hilarities, which was last July, July okay. 2019. Okay. And it was sold out. And it was amazing. And I'm, like, watching this, uh, this big reaction and, like, 400 people in the club and I just like I got tears in my eyes because I was like it's going to be so long before we do this again. <clears throat> I remember um I've talked about this a lot but I remember you opened for um it was actually my first experience at Hilarities um when you opened for a tell. Yeah yeah. And I actually got to I was lucky enough to actually do a couple guest spots for him last September and yeah. I was just like I don't know how long it's gonna be before I'm gonna have that kind of incredible experience where I get to do 
set seven to 10 minutes in front of 300 people with my favorite comedian headlining. Yeah, dude. I, there's those, some guys like that, that just, no matter where they go, they pack it in and it's incredible. And they're coming back still. And hilarity's cap went from, excuse me, it went from 400 to 160. Okay. Um, so even sold out at 160, you still kind of get that like reminiscent, like of what it was, but it's not, it's just not the same, you know? Yeah. It's it. And the hilarity's is like a two story comedy club. Yeah, it's a theater. It's got a, a balcony, a loge section, and then it's, you know, got It's a regular, huge club. Um, it's at the mention, bottom yeah. of a restaurant. Pick it's in the like basement of a, of a really nice restaurant downtown Cleveland, yeah. And it's in like that 4th Street area, which is so, it's so cool. Yeah, it's actually very funny because Hilarities is like my home club. So it's where I've definitely done the most work and where I've grown the most and things like that. And um, having that be your home club, I didn't realize how spoiled I was. Because they have this incredible menu and this, like, everything's down to a science between, like, policing the room and the way that the comics are treated and everything like that. That in 2018, when I started working the road, like, more consistently, I was blown away by how shitty some places are. Yeah. (laughs) Are you kidding? I ordered, I went to one place and I ordered a a pizza with light cheese and they were like, oh, no, no, it doesn't come. We can't do that. Like, it's just. You can't put less cheese on a pizza? They don't make yeah, them. I, know. Just... I was like, um, I was already upset you didn't have pork chops, okay? Like... <laughs> I mean, Go Bananas doesn't have pork chops. We just have fried food, and it's still, to, for my money, one of the best clubs I've ever been to. It's my home club, so I'm obviously biased. Right. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, going from having, like, a, you know, a five-star restaurant where everything's made from scratch, and then you go into some uh, sidebar of a casino, and they're like, you get free <laughs> chips, and you're like, oh, cool. You like, would think a is... casino would have nicer food. You would think. Or sometimes I'll give you a buffet. Depends. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have that now with the pandemic. Right? No. It's probably the only part I miss. <laughs> was the buffet. Yeah, otherwise, like, I want to keep grocery stores the same. Like, I can't believe I let people breathe on me for this long. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Cincinnati open mics are, like, everyone's hogging. Everyone's, like, so, like, in good cahoots with each other. We're all so close. We're all breathing. We're all making out. It's, 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 a, yeah. it's a swell time. I miss you guys. I haven't been down to Cincy in so long. It's been like, I feel like over a year. Wow. Did you do uh, like a, a Wayne Mehmet gig or did you do Go Bananas or? Wayne Mehmet was the last time I was there. I think it was, it was cold. Okay. I don't think it was this year. I don't think it was earlier this year. It was probably <clears throat> December, November, December. It was his first one at the Comet. Oh, okay. So was it, because they're doing outdoor shows now. And was it indoors? If it you're was remember? inside. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was probably well, last was year, though. The yeah. first one there. I came down and did that. Um, yeah, so whenever that, whenever he started that is when the last time I was there. Yeah, they're reopening the club in November, and uh, Kevin Bozeman's doing the first the first weekend. Nice, that'll be awesome. one of the funniest people. Have you ever worked with Bozeman ever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of I the... Mean, f- Again, being at Hilarities as often as I am, is I get to work with a lot of a lot of really great people. So, um, pretty much everyone I've ever worked with, my first week with them was at Hilarities, and yeah. then from there, it'll. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Like, I'll be on the road and we'll time it up or whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, I've worked with those in a couple times. Is Hilarity's independently run? only one and uh yep the same owner for the last 30 years however long and wow yeah it's um it's all like a local yeah and that's the big thing with the pandemic that we're trying to get people to help out is like this is a cleveland business like yep. born and raised and it's a mainstay in cleveland i'm sorry it's a cleveland mainstay 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in the yeah, hip part of town. some of the best entertainment in the country to Cleveland, and we can't lose that, you know? Yeah. So, Lloyd, if you had to bet on how many weekends a year Mary Santora would work at Hilarities, if you had to bet on that, where would you go? We'd go to bet online. We do a lot of these awkward segues <laughs> into our ad reads. We promise this is quick. But, That's yes, okay. the wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. <laughs> Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff, and the World Series is in full swing. Um, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. <laughs> Lloyd laughs at my segues like every time. No, I laughed at her face when she said sorry. <laughs> because my phone I just went off. Um, it's so stupid. Sorry. Oh, is it's it okay. Is recorded or just sound? It's, uh, this is just sound. Okay, I wouldn't have done my makeup then. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're going to a club in an hour. I know, I know. I had, to, I had to have everything ready. It's a Halloween show, and so I had to do okay. my, like, darker, sluttier make. I'm going to be Mrs. Uh, incredible. Oh, nice. I'm doing, a, I'm doing a show this Friday where I'm, we're all dressing up as, a, like, a character. I'm going to try to be Bitch Hedberg. Oh, there you go. Yes. That's what Rachel's doing. Rachel Laswell? Ah, shit. I do uh, Weekend at Burning Max. Oh, that's fun. Um, I thought you were saying, like, Rachel's doing Bitch Hedberg. Yeah, I think she is. Oh, boy. So, I'll have to change that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Speaking of things that need to be figured out. What the fuck happened last week? The Bengals and the Browns played, um, from an unbiased fan's perspective, an incredible game. It was a great game. So I had this thought right before this. Mary's like, you're exhilarated about the Browns game. The Browns pulled it off at the last minute. The, bang, the, the Browns won 37-34. But then you realize that like right, drive, right after the game, you're like, oh, you, I got to talk to two sad Bengals fans after this. <laughs> well, it was one of those things where I um, It's funny because I don't love doing roast shows. It's okay. not I, – I, it's not the way that I write. I don't really like being mean to my friends. Like, yes. So I'm not built for it in that sense. And <coughs> when I do them, I always end up doing really well. And I think it's because it's just it's a different type of writing that challenges me. Yes. Um, but I was like, okay, don't be mean. Like, don't be mean to your friends. Like, so this, uh, I so I don't know if you know, I don't know if you know, this podcast was started by Alex Stone and Sam Evans. Do you know those guys? I know Alex Stone, I think. But I don't know that I know Sam Evans. Sam Evans, uh, he started in Cincy, moved to New York. He's doing phenomenal. Actually, yeah, he just came through Cleveland not too long ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sam's awesome. And they they were nice that they handed off this podcast to Billy DeVore. Then Billy got tired of it and handed it off to me. And this is my third year doing it. And we get, we talked about the Beng- we talked about the Bengals a lot. And I think, Lloyd, we've talked about three wins. I've talked about – I've been the host of this for about a year and a half. And I've talked about three total wins. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a bummer. But the game was so bad. But the game was so back and forth. Um, Burrow was thirty-five of forty-seven for four hundred and six yards, three touchdowns, and one pick. To oh, that was the pick at the right beginning of the game where there was like they were on the three-yard line and. Yeah, the first quarter was a mess. Oh, it was it a was shit a, show. An absolute. Sh- it was a shit show, and I put that like that was one of the few jokes that I did write, it was just that uh, the first quarter of this game is messier than OBJ sheets. <laughs> and, uh, I like that one. <laughs> so I'm glad that um, you understand the rumor of... Oh, yeah. But we can get into that more later. But yes, I put that we will. on Twitter, and I was like, I'll keep that one for sure. Yes. But it was just such... I mean, it was turnover, and then after that turnover on the second down, Baker threw an interception. Yeah, and, and that's the play that um, OBJ and JC Treader got hurt. Yeah, both of them went out. I mean, what, three they minutes in the first together. quarter? <laughs> and then um, that was the drive that you guys scored on, was when we turned it back over, was when you got the first time That over. was a, uh, yeah, it was a burrow. Uh, I think it was like two QB sneaks in a row. They couldn't get on the first yeah. one, and then they got it on the next one. 
I just assumed that Treader said he had to take a shit and OBJ followed him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Treader came back in the game, OBJ is hurt now. I don't know. What did what did OBJ hurt? His knee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that game was so back and forth. What's up? When it started off like that, I was like, I can't watch three hours of this. Like this. Is yeah, I was about to say the watch. same thing. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to subject myself to a high school football game. Like, this is ridiculous. I can't yes. do this. But then it was like, after halftime, it was completely turned around. And it was a, a great game of, you know, just scoring drive after scoring drive. I was, I was very happy. Five touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah. One, two. Is it Njoku or Njoku? Because I've heard both. Njoku. Njoku. One yeah. to Njoku, one to T. Higgins, Kareem Hunt, Gio Bernard, then Peoples Jones. And if you want to get picky, technically his last name is Njokawani, but he just goes by Njoku. Okay. No, I don't feel <laughs> I don't I don't feel like saying Njokawani, even his, though I just did very clearly for his, some reason. His cousin was a fighter. Oh, okay. And Njoku is he was like their first round pick, I want to say twenty eighteen. That I'm not sure of. It was um it was either twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I think it was, I think it was 2017 because it was the year they got Miles Garrett first overall. 2017 was the year we went 0-16. Uh, the 2017 draft. Yes. And then yeah. you got Baker Mayfield the next year. 2018, we got Baker Mayfield, yeah. Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward and... Jabril Peppers? No, I could be wrong. I think I'm wrong on that. But, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. The Both receiver cores... Played well. Um, Rashard Higgins for the Browns. He was the leading receiver, six receptions for 110 yards. Three, uh, did two or three of those come in that last drive, too? I want to say something. I think something along those lines. There was only three. We had 40, uh, 50 seconds, and we got in the end zone with, like, 11 seconds left. And I think two of those three passes went to Rashard Higgins. He yep. scored that last touchdown. Uh, no, Peoples-Jones scored the last touchdown. Yeah, Higgins, yeah, Higgins had the... That he had the over the sh- the like the oh, leaping, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Peoples Jones had the last touchdown. The first uh, the first two touchdowns for the Browns were scored by a guy who I actually kind of put money on today, and oh. as a uh, Bengals fan, it pains me to say that he did win me some money today. But Harrison Bryant, okay. because Austin like Hooper, you, Austin like Hooper, when you have somebody on your fantasy team and you're playing them, and you're like, God damn it, I don't it's want. It's so for you, bittersweet. <laughs> Because yeah. Austin Hooper came down with a tummy ache. That's why I stopped yeah. playing fantasy football. It was one year I had like seven teams. And I, don't know, I was like, oh, I need San Antonio. Nope, no, nope, stop. I'm, I was saying I needed a Pittsburgh player to score while we were playing Pittsburgh. I went, nope, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm good. I it's can't. so bittersweet. And you guys understand having a uh, pretty shitty team for so long. That was always a problem for Browns fans where it's like, I have had, like, I was even telling you guys, where I'm like, I don't feel comfortable roasting the Browns. I would have players that I knew were high scoring that I'm like, I can't put this guy in. Like, I have to bench him. Yeah. Because then I'm rooting against <coughs> him if he's playing the Browns. Like, I can't. I can't root against the Browns because I want my fantasy team to do well. So I would rather let my dudes sit. And they're $20 leagues. I'm not playing for anything crazy. Yeah. But I'm like, I have to sit this wide receiver because I don't want I don't want him to do well. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. him be on my bench and pick up someone who's going to get a couple points than have him run all over our fucking And be like, yeah, wait a minute. No. Exactly. I was like, I can't put myself through that. Which is kind of what Harrison Bryant put me through today because he was like a super cheap option. Yeah. But then he got two touchdowns and I'm like, yeah, oh. But then the Bengals receiver core, and I had the, kind of had this take at the beginning of the year. Uh, the Bengals have one of the, my take was the Bengals have one of the best receiver cores in the league. And I still don't think that's a crazy take. No, you guys, I mean, your passing game is great. I mean, get, even with the line having the, the struggles that it has been, the leading receiver for the Bengals, and I sent this text to my younger brother, Brett, who I'm trying to get on, uh, at... Uh, on the podcast. On the podcast. Please. Yes, on the podcast. The little writer's I, trying to get on. I sent my brother, Brett, this text at 1.02 p.m. I said, Boyd is going to go off, and he kind of did. Yeah. Uh, 11 receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Um, AJ Green was seven receptions for 82 yards. Good old T didn't Higgins Boyd was just have, uh, this is, he just had his first hundred yard game last week. Didn't he? Yeah, that was T Higgins. That was T Higgins. T Higgins. Um, he had five receptions for 71 yards and a touchdown geo 
5 for 59, and a touchdown. I also forgot to say this. Baker should have had more picks. Or no, not Baker. Uh, Burrow. Does. Burrow. Oh, I was like, he usually does. <laughs> yes. It's one of the things he's known for is interceptions. Baker, <laughs> Baker the he, someone called him Baker the touchdown maker. Mm-hmm. Um, but Burrow, he threw that one pass to, was it Boyd? Or was it Green? But I think the the route got completely lost, and then the defensive back literally had it in his hands oh, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. just dropped it completely. Yeah, there were a couple yeah lucky things like that. I was ner- I was nervous at the very end that hail mary that he put up. Obviously, he threw it into fourteen people. Oh yeah. Know? But I was like, I mean, the guys, he's good, and then you, your guys' wide receivers are there, so I'm like, oh my god, if I can catch this. That was like, a very so heart stopping like, moment. Which <laughs> people complained about Burrow's arm strength. At the beginning of the year, he threw that ball sixty yards. Dude, yeah, they were on. The, I mean, they were in between the forty and fifty on the other side, yeah. and you got it into the end zone. I was like, this is like. Part of me as the Bengals fan was trying to process that moment, like, all right, that happened, but I just part of me couldn't believe that it happened. Mm-hmm. I was just so taken aback by the whole the whole game in general, plus the. The back and forth scoring in the fourth quarter and the Hail Mary and that last drive for the Browns, it, it was a drive where nothing could go wrong. It was one of those where I'm like, if you take a half step the wrong way, or if you sit in the pocket for a half, one extra <coughs> second, like we don't have there's nothing. There's no timeouts. You have thirty seconds to do what you need to do. And luckily they pulled it out and they, they made the you know, Baker made the the right choices and things like that that led to not doing anything wrong. But those are those moments where your heart is stopping. Yes. And you're sitting there and you're like, anything, the slightest thing goes off, and then this is the end of the game. Yep, you know? one wrong throw, which I – because um, who was the defensive back covering? Darius Phillips was the guy covering Peoples-Jones in the last play um, that Peoples-Jones scored. Like, he had his hands up. The ball went through his hands. Yeah. Because I, I was talking – my dad was, like, ranting about this. I got the phone with him. Because – um, it's a cornerback's instinct to want to intercept the ball. And at that point, I mean, it's obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but swat the ball. Yeah. S- swat the ball. Get it out of, out of play. Don't try and be a hero. Swat the ball. That's all you can do. And it ended up working out in your favor. I mean, the Bengals don't really have much of a shot this year because they're playing the Titans next week, and they are filthy. I think they just lost their first game. Filthy. They're filthy. It's a fun way of saying yeah. good. Well, that's like last week when we lost. We got our asses spanked by the Steelers last week. Oh, yeah. And um, people on Twitter were crying their eyes out, like calling it Baker's not what he's chalked up to. Oh, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, first of all, he's hurt. He's playing. He's injured as he's playing right now. Like he's got bruised ribs or he had a rib injury or whatever it was. And then I was like, also, guys. The Browns are four and two for the first time in twenty six years since they've like been 20... since they've been the new Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it's it's been nineteen ninety four was the the last time that we had won four games. Was Kozar like, the quarterback back then? Row. And I was just like, why can't why can't you just be happy? Like, and that's the thing, being an optimistic person and a pretty positive person, when people are like, this is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, can you literally, the first time in almost 30 years and you want to cry that we're 4-2, and two, just fucking relax. I have right? a similar story. 2015, the Bengals were 8-0. and They started off 8-0, and and then they played a Monday night game against the Texans, which they lost. Do you remember that game, Lloyd? Vaguely. But they lost a Monday night game against the Texans. People were shouting from the stands, same old Bengals. Same old Bengals. And some saint outside of the stadium said, fuck off, you're 8-1. and one. I'm like, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Like, the, this is a new band. Nobody's ever looked like this. Like, come on. Just be happy for what you have. And that's the hard thing I feel about, like, hardcore football fans is they get wrapped up in stats and things like that so often that they're like, picking apart every single little play and every, this is what he did in that game back in 90, you know, I'm just like, dude, just fucking chill out and enjoy the fact that we have a winning season. Yes. Like, this, is, this is an anomaly for us. <laughs> uh, I'm, so, I'm so jaded at this point. Like, I don't even get excited anymore. <clears throat> like, at the end of the game, I'm like, oh no, we, we just lost. Like, as soon as I saw the last touchdown we had, I went, oh, we just lost this game. Yep. <laughs> as soon as I saw how much time was on the clock, I was like, we just lost this game because... Every other game I've ever seen, 
where we leave it on any time on the clock at the end. We've lost. So I was like, oh, okay. So it'll be cool to just sit back and watch us do this again. And we did. The Bengals had a minute and six seconds, I believe. I think I nailed that. <clears throat> yeah, yep, nailed seconds. it. A minute and six seconds. They had a minute and six seconds to blow that game. And they did in Mary Santora's favor. And the Browns' favor. But... <laughs> But yeah, I, um, when I see people I like you're talking about, the ones that get super mad and are like, oh, it's this and it's this. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. Your wife sucks. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but I didn't do it. And I don't want to hear about how mad you are about guys who catch a ball for a living. Well, and I wonder if you guys get this at all. This is something that really, really upsets me to the point where, like, I have to watch the game with certain people because I... <laughs> I was watching the, uh, I recently started dating something, somebody, and I was watching the game with him and his friends, and they were, like, joking about how, how bad the Browns were, and how we still had time to fuck it up, and all this <coughs> stuff, and we were up by, like, two touchdowns with four minutes left, and I was getting pissed. I was like, listen, I know you guys are trying to be funny right now, but we never win, so how about we, <laughs> you know, like, I, like, started to lecture them, because, and they're like, we're just making a joke, God, and I'm like, yeah, but you don't have to. Like, you don't have to joke about how shitty we are when we're up by 14 points. This is like, this years is... of misery for you, because you've been a Browns yes. fan. Okay, here, I have a question for you, and Ready. I will die, I have, a hill I'm willing to die on is Tim Couch, other than Baker being the best quarterback in Browns franchise history. What do you think? You're wrong, it's Johnny Manziel. That is where you're wrong. Really? No, I'm fucking kidding. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I will be completely honest with you. I haven't been a hardcore Browns fan for long. Um, I didn't okay. grow up in a house like a football house or anything like that. Okay. My family wasn't super into sports. I actually didn't really even get into football until I was in high school. Okay. And it was 2006-07. Oh, so Derek, like the Derek Anderson years. Derek Anderson years, but here's the thing. Um, my boyfriend at the time, my high school sweetheart, was really into the Colts. Oh. And so I fell in love with Peyton Manning. That's the year they won the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. That was, yes. So I have, like, two, I still to this day, I have two Peyton Manning jerseys. Like, that was, like, I knew more about the Indianapolis Colts than I knew about the Browns for years. And I took, like, the Colts as my team for a while because that's all I knew. I didn't know any different. I was 16, 17 years old. And my boyfriend at the time was, like, teaching me all this stuff. So I honestly didn't become, like, really following football until a couple years ago. Okay. But I, like, really got it, really got into the Browns and, like, started paying attention. And you've lived in Cleveland your whole life, right? But I have, yes, I have lived here my whole life. I've, I've worked and lived in Cleveland. I went to school at the University of Toledo. Okay. Which is only two hours away. So Kareem Hunt went Ohio. there, correct? What'd you say? Kareem Hunt went there, correct? I don't know. Did he? I believe so, Kareem actually. Hunt? Kareem Hunt went to the University of Toledo. I'm going to look this up real quick. Graduate. Were we there together? I cheered. Uh, I believe. Yep, he played college football at Toledo. Uh, he was a third round pick by the Chiefs in 2017. 2013 to 16. I was there 2008 to 2012. So I missed <laughs> him by one year. Yep, and then he uh, went to uh, the Chiefs. Punched. A he was great. Then he punched a lady in a hotel room, and now he's a Cleveland Brown. Hey, that's what we're known for. There you go. Nice too. <laughs> yep. I mean. Mixon punched a lady in a restaurant, so... But she did. The what? She did spit on him and shout racial slurs, so... I'm, I'm what's you mad at him? We don't have to debate this. This is like... <laughs> Take a breath. Ah, I'm like gonna... saying, should I know it's going to bother him? <laughs> it's, it's honestly one of my favorite things in life right now. I see that. And if you want to see a better version, we'll I'm have not... to have you on one when my daughter's around. <laughs> because she is 17 and she is so viciously mean to Alex. I'll be right back. I'm going to get something. But and she's so good at it that it is genuinely like, upsetting to him. Mean to be funny. He's not wrong. Yeah. Just mean to him. No, she just likes picking on him. Oh, okay. Like the, the first night she met him, he said something. He's like, well, no, 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 I'm a DJ. And she just looks at him and goes, well, you've identified the problem. <laughs> That's fantastic. And uh, she came up from Florida. She lives in Florida. And she came up from Florida and brought and bought me a DJ Girl t-shirt. Look at that. <laughs> which, Do you wear it? Uh, I've, my first night back DJing, I am going to wear it. I feel like purple is your color. It's, the plum goes well. It, ouch. 
it's tight. Oh my god. It's also cropped and like the three quarter bell sleeve. Oh yeah, let that belly button out. Look at you. Yeah. It's a yes, tiny shirt. You are and the I, DJ girl. Yes, I'm gonna wear it. I, I'm I'm not even gonna take this off. I'm gonna wear it the rest of the episode. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. You you do whatever you need to do to feel better. <laughs> you know what I do need to do to feel better? What's that? What's that? Oh boy, this was an awkward segue that I don't think Mary was expecting. Um, use Manscaped. Manscaped. Yes, Manscaped. But yes, 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of our control. But there is one thing you can't control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Um, so how, Mary, um, are you a fan of ear hair at all? I'm assuming not. Ear, ear hair, hair, nose hair. No, get rid of it. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Thankfully, Manscaped does have some products of that, because Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and togs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience and is, and is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking, weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners, Mary Santora included, Pold admitted uh, that long nose hair is a major turnoff. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROGUETHEORY at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and hairs in our holes looking nice. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code ARMCHAIR. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. So, um, if you had to Can bet... I just say that... What's up? That looked so good with your purple crop top on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, genu I told Lily, his daughter, that I am genuinely going to wear this. I mean, I'm going to put a shirt over this because I DJ in uh, college bars and I can't have my tum-tum hanging out in front of 22-year-olds. Sure you can. Yeah. No, I can't. What? You're, what? Someone's gonna be like, "Oh, the DJ's creepy." <laughs> There's a surprise. Ever said that before. No one's ever said. No that. one's ever said that before. <laughs> my predecessor kind of was. Back in my drinking days, though, there was one time I was uh, wasted in Pittsburgh after a show, and I went to brunch with two comics. And as soon as we, it was like a nice brunch place, and I had a gift card from like years before that I was like, "Hey, I got fifty bucks to this place," and they're like, "It's not gonna get us very far, but we can go get like a Bloody Mary bar or something." And I was in that, like, hungover, still drunk phase when I woke up. Yep. And we went to this brunch place, and as soon as I walked in, we did a shot of Fernet. We got a drink, and I, like, turned around and said way too loud and drunk. I was just like, um, where's the DJ? <laughs> <laughs> like, completely serious. Like, was absolutely looking for someone to go request a song from at 11 a.m. Play uh, by Usher. <laughs> that's exactly what it was, and that's what that reminded me of. Most of the time, just where's the, I have a song, Amy, where's the DJ? <laughs> yeah, so if you had to bet on how many times Mary Santora has done that in her lifetime, where would you go? We do this twice. Bet online. I'd go to bet online as well, because the wait is finally over. A doubleheader of fun is upon us. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here, and the MLB playoffs with the World Series are in full swing. You might not be in a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So... Now that we got all that out of the way. Uh, we are going to, um, we're going to roast the Browns, even though they just came back and 
roasted us at the last minute. So just a heads up for everybody, uh, I'm going to go back on some of the jokes I did on the last one so that Mary can rate them. Yep. But um, uh, somebody was real, real stupid and left uh, the notebook that they wrote their burns down in at work. So I only have the handful that I wrote the first day, and all the ones I've been writing for the past few days are uh, sitting at the Cincinnati Zoo. And some of these, uh, some of my jokes feel real stupid um, because um, of the Bengals' last-minute loss. But we're going to get right to it. Uh, we are going to start with uh, the mascot, Chomps. Chomps, uh, who in, the, in that picture appears to be in a U.S. military outfit, even though he isn't actually in the military, which is technically Stolen Valor, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen Stolen Valor like that since the Cleveland Browns claimed to be an NFL franchise. Oh, I like that. Speaking like of that. being deceptive, the website says that he's six foot one, 195 pound Labrador. <clears throat> In the pictures and videos, you can see he has three quarters of a helmet fused to his head and cannot even wag his tail without moving his whole body. I have serious doubts that this is an actual Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> but Chomps, also, just how corny is it that they said his favorite foods are roasted raven and bang ba baked Bengal tiger? <laughs> You knew that was coming. Come on. Yeah, but I know. Just, I mean. So cheesy. <laughs> um, Chomps uh, apparently is in the military and he's a Browns fan. Kind of like a two-for-one PTSD special. Ooh, is he just yeah. trying to guarantee that his wife cheats on him? The what? Is he just trying to guarantee that his wife cheats on him? Yes, he is. Um, we're going to move on to the owner, Jimmy Haslam, who looks like Mike Pence before he went to conversion therapy. <laughs> He does look like he has to constantly tell his wife to quit flinching. <laughs> when they're out in public, just like, stop, it's fine, it's, it's fine here, there's people, stop. He's like, so Haslam's like the owner of like the pilot gas stations, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Flying J and Pilot. Yep. He does a lot, and he's a fucking billionaire. Uh, he's got a lot of money. GM Andrew Barry, who looks like the Fresh Prince of ITT Tech. <laughs> Oh, it's fine. Coaching. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, I have a question for you about um, him afterwards. Uh, I saw a headline that said Kevin Stefanski is guiding the Browns through COVID-19 and racial strife in his first year as head coach. It's actually not a very difficult task for him as one of his eyes is focused on COVID and the other is focused on racial strife. <laughs> oh no, you ruined it. He has a lazy eye. It's unsettling. So he looks like Negan from The Walking Dead hit himself with the bat. Because <laughs> remember that the thing, though, one guy's eye. We're going from fucking Freddy Kitchens, okay? So I was like, about to ask you about that. Oh, go ahead. How much of the Browns' success do you think lies on going from Freddy Kitchens to Kevin Stefanski? Well, Freddy Kitchens just had a knack for being a terrible coach. He would make the wrong person. calls in a person. person. Yeah. Well, and what I was going to say when you were like, you, I didn't even notice his lazy eye because I stared at Freddie Kitchens for an entire season. So Kevin Stefanski <laughs> was like, ass. shining armor. I'm like, oh my God, daddy. Like, that is okay, sexy. Like, that. I'm like, oh God, damn it, he does have a lazy eye. All right? It is a, <laughs> he's your, he's, he's 2.30 at the bar hot. <laughs> he is, definitely. Well, here's the thing. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to touch on this at all, but the Browns have had 28 head coaches in uh 30 years it's pretty nuts for 21 years 28 head coaches in 21 years 28 head coaches maybe is that the quarterback number i just looked it up i think that's the quarterback number yeah, that's the quarterback number well okay never mind then uh that's okay had, i thought that was okay i think you're not far off with the head coaches either because they're usually one or two seasons each 14 head coaches <laughs> okay in 21 years I'm trying to think back on who some of those were. Like either way, basically, Browns fans are just like um, a little kid with a you know with a very um, salacious mom. Like we're just looking for someone to stick around. Like that's yep. all we need. Like, I feel like all the Browns all the Browns players are like bartenders. They just pretend to like the person in front of them at the moment, knowing yeah. they're gonna leave. You soon. don't need you don't need to get it too attached. Like, I said oh, Kevin Stefanski is like our he's like our Whoopi Goldberg and sister act. Like he's <laughs> gonna be the one who sticks around. And actually cares about us, you know. It turns things around. Yep. Oh, uh, because so. he can see halfway around already. 
I mean, he's way better than Hugh Jackson. Why did you guys keep Hugh Jackson as long as you did? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I think his ownership really likes malted milk balls, and Hugh Jackson's head looks exactly like a malted milk ball. (laughs) That guy was so arrogant. He thought he had control of the team, but he won one game in two. Five foot three. Of course he is. He had yeah. short man syndrome. He's five foot three, like standing next to six foot nine Adonises all day. Yeah, of course he was arrogant. You picture yeah. Hugh Jackson next to Miles Garrett. That's what I'm saying. He's like, "You go do right. this. Look what I get to command." <laughs> He's a sad little man. It's okay. He is. Quarterback Baker Mayfield, the guy who just um, lit up the scoreboard on us. Uh, he looks like the most hipster kid in the trailer park. <laughs> Uh, Stephen A. Um, this was last week. Stephen A. Smith says he's given up on Baker Mayfield. In an unrelated story, Stephen A. Smith's vocal cords have given up on Stephen A. Smith. Said Baker Mayfield looked like Orlando Bloom's knockoff, Tallahassee Bloom. Tallahassee <laughs> Bloom. <laughs> um, so I, I, you've probably seen this. Saquon Barkley has actually been doing Hulu commercials with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, wow, what a combo. A guy whose 2020 season was over before it started, and Saquon Barkley. (laughs) (laughs) I I see the ones that I wrote end up being so mean. Um, But the only one I wrote about Baker Mayfield, they said, um, what did I write? Hold on. I don't know who gets run around on more, the Browns defense or Baker Mayfield's wife. (laughs) Did you guys hear about the whole Cheesecake Factory thing? I don't... I I heard a bit of it, yeah. Elaborate on that. He got accused... um, Some girl that he apparently met on Snapchat or something like that went on a local radio show and, like, lit his ass up about hooking up with him in a car behind a Cheesecake Factory. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, like, like, they had been Snapchatting pictures back and forth. The whole interview is on, like, YouTube and everything like that. Um, But, yeah, this was not too long ago that... Earlier this year that she came out and, like, did this whole, like, exclusive interview and was, like, just putting him on blast saying that, like, she's been hooking up with him and they met behind in a car behind the Cheesecake Factory. And, yeah, it just showed his affinity to pick a six, you know? He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a man who knows how to get a pick six. Mm-hmm. The, the whole story was actually uncovered by their waiter, Trent Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and his backup... Case Keenum, who has played for seven teams in his nine-year career. Case Keenum has bounced around so much, you would have thought he was in a hotel hallway fight with Kareem Hunt. Case Keenum, I feel like he just he does not know what a hug from a parent feels like. <laughs> He's known for one play and one play ever, which is one of the greatest. It was probably, for my money, the greatest play of the 2010s. Was the Minneapolis Miracle. I'm unfamiliar. Uh, when uh, the Vikings beat the Saints at the last second, when Case Keenum threw to Stefan Diggs. It was like a 60-yard touchdown as time expired in the playoffs to beat the Saints. Yeah. Oh, it was insane. The Bengals weren't playing, so I probably had stopped watching football by that point in the year. Uh, one of Joe Buck's only good calls. Running back. The guy we just talked about, Kareem Hunt. Man, I haven't seen a career disappear in a hotel like that since Martin Luther King Jr. stayed at the Lorraine. Ouch. <laughs> that was good. Uh, Kareem Hunt looks like Big Ass Wayne. Just as high, just as ugly, just bigger. And big Ass Wayne. Probably hit just as many. Little Wayne also punched a woman in a hotel. Oh, that's not shocking. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Wide receiver. Uh, we're going to start with Poodell Beckham Jr. Here he is. Yes. A rumor has been circulating that Odell Beckham Jr. likes women to take likes women to take shits on his chest, and yet that's not half as embarrassing as him having a Browns logo on his chest. Mm-hmm. This whole look and uh, personality are built to distract you from from something. I can't quite. I wonder what it might be. Anyone? Anyone want to guess? 
The whole scandal. The whole scandal. I think he went with the shit on the chest thing other than just admitting he's gay. I, I, I do. There was, okay, so I'll address this. Um, we're actually going to, I'll go straight to him. Um, do you have anything on OBJ, Mary? Yeah, actually, when all those rumors came out, he laughed when they asked him if he enjoyed that. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, he laughed about it, and he said, if I really enjoyed getting shit on, I would have signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. (laughs) Oh, not funny. No, it was fun. That was my, that's funny, but it's also, aw. I laughed, but he started making, like, that real low noise, like, where I thought he was going to say something. Yes, I'm not acknowledging it was good. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm actually going like, to... I was trying to write roast jokes about Browns players, and then they ended up being mean towards you guys. I was like, I don't think that's the vibe. But that's okay. So we no, were, we were mean to you guys, even though you just beat us. Right. <clears throat> I'm actually going to skip right to this guy, because we brought up something. Kaderil Hodge. This is a really obscure internet rumor, but Kaderil Hodge was the subject of an internet rumor where he was in a gay relationship with Odell Beckham Jr. Did you see this? I did not, but... Um, I've heard a lot of other stories, so... Yes, rumors circulated even more when Hodge was seen buying two bottles of laxatives. (laughs) (laughs) Two, that's a lot. Yes. Big guys. It was a big Friday night for them. Yeah. Uh, And then we'll go back to him, but... Jarvis Landry. You have anything on old Jarv? Jarvis Landry looks like a rejected Monster High doll. Someone with a daughter would make that joke. But <laughs> uh, what do you have? You're about to do something else. Oh, I was going to say, he also looks like if Ashley, Ashley Larry went through a goth phase. <laughs> uh, Jarvis Landry wore cleats last Sunday that had an image of Mac Miller on them in honor of the late rapper. Uh, he was on his Donald Trump shit, to which OBJ said, did someone say shit? <laughs> um... Uh, and the Browns <coughs> honored Mac Miller last weekend by absolutely playing dead against the Steelers. Whoa. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. That's really good. Right, oh, man, that might be my favorite one so far. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else? No. Uh, we'll move on to Richard Higgins, who looks like a Muppet Jimmy Butler. <laughs> he has it on the next slide. I got a kind of a... Richard yeah, Higgins. Yeah. His nickname is Hollywood. He looks like a mascot for Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> Tight We're going to start with old tummy ache Austin Hooper, who looks like he regularly cries at 21 Pilots concerts. Oh my God, he does. Austin <laughs> Hooper looks like Shia LaBras. <laughs> oh, oh no. Austin Hooper looks like his first name should be Hooper. <laughs> I actually so I went back on the Austin Hooper's Instagram because he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl that the Falcons played against the um, against the Patriots, and he had a picture of him like saying he scored the touchdown, but he turned off his Instagram comments. Oh, probably because he didn't want people to talk shit. Yeah, because they 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 were up twenty eight to three, and then he just turned off his Instagram comments for months. Actually, yeah. well, he was crying for that one. <laughs> I also, in the past, I say he looks like the the head pastor at Barstool Community Church. Oh my god, yes. Like uh, he's converting girls who are about to be 18. <laughs> about to. Yeah, like so close. I didn't have... He, he has a guitar strap with like a rainbow, like he has a rainbow guitar strap, but doesn't get why that makes people laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't have anything on Harrison Bryant, so... We'll get to... So he looks like a high-ass Q-tip. He does look like a high-ass Q-tip. Yeah. Jedrick Wills, your guys' first-round pick from this year, who looks like Bobby Moy Hawaiian. (laughs) Bobby Moynihan from SNL. I gotcha. Took me a second. I was trying to see if I had a... I was still trying to figure out if I had a burn when it happened, so... (laughs) And I did not have one written down for him, so... Uh, Mary, do you have any offensive linemen? Do you have, do you have any alignment? No. That's all right. I uh, don't even know who half these people are, if I'm being totally honest with you. How about this guy, Joel Batonio? I only have Batonio and Treader left. Batonio. Let me get to... Oh, hey, hey, whoa. Yeah. 
Joel Matonio looks like his pregame meal is firewood. Uh-huh. Yeah, or like hard-boiled eggs or something. Joel Matonio <laughs> looks like the only <clears throat> the only Italian thing about him is he eats every Italian dessert after every meal. <laughs> Um, and that beard is yes, it really is. Like in some intimate hey, oh, wait. shit. Wait. Yeah, Lloyd. I know what I said. All right. <laughs> and uh, the center. I don't know if you know what his comparison looks like, but J.C. Treader. He. Uh, wow, this might be a reach. J.C. Treader looks like the "We Have Mark Andrews at Home" version of Mark Andrews. You know who he looks like? He kind of looks like that juice guy who went viral with the Fleetwood Mac song. Oh, what's his uh, dog? What's his what's his dog name? Dogface something. Yes, dogface dog something. Yeah, he looks yes. like a, a healthier, like a fatter version of him. <laughs> Jason Turner looks. looks like, <laughs> he, he looks like if that guy didn't know how to skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's really fucking good. <laughs> so it looks like he's collected so many Beanie Babies that he's slowly becoming one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I just had one. Um, no, instead of a uh, last week, instead of dreams, he would have the for Fleetwood Mac. Instead of dreams, lost in a landslide. Uh, <laughs> we should have. Like we should have ended on the on her funny one. Yes, on her actually funny <laughs> one. Defense. Oh, we could. I had some things in the past for Miles Garrett. Let's pull out some retro burns for Miles Garrett. I was just very surprised. I was like, I was so. I when I go into anything that has to do with the Browns, I prepare myself for. And I'm not. This is not a knock against you guys. Are saying that you're happy, but I prepare myself for the typical things that I hear about the Browns. And I thought for sure I was going to get a Miles Garrett. Uh, we comment. can. I can pull some out from from the from the archives. I can definitely do that. I say just from this. Picture. If you already told them, don't worry about it. These are from last Unless year. You're proud of it. Give me your best one. Uh, you you had one, I think. Uh, um, I think it was last year, and I don't have it with me. Um, I was gonna say he looks like the little girl off of the off the train in Polar Express. <laughs> I yeah, the visual has to be there. Um, you said. Uh, I think you said that Miles Garrett, um, he was suspended for hitting Mason Ruff in the, in the oh, yeah, head, yeah. which means, yeah, he's a pretty cool yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, I was like, he, he's my favorite Browns player now. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said about Miles Garrett that he's like if Cam Newton, or Cam Newton was like if Miles Garrett was a quarterback. That's basically how freakish okay. of an athlete Miles Garrett is. He's but so good. He's, in, he's insane. Didn't he have like a sack in like five straight games? He does that. That's what he does. Yep, and uh, like you he said, just, he was he just like he's a sack monster. Like, and that's, that's the only way. I don't know how to say that without sounding so disgusting. Like, it's, it's a, <laughs> a giant the ball sack with dreads. So just... <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, he was suspended after hitting Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph in the head with Rudolph's own helmet. The real story here is that a Steelers quarterback owns a helmet. Am I right, Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> the motorcycle accident from yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Took me a second. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should have just skipped Miles Garrett. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about Miles Garrett a little bit. We don't have to. Uh, so yeah, let's do some predictions and bullshit. So who do the Browns play next week? Do you know yet? Good question. I can look that up because hey, I, I don't have any Browns on my. Fantasy team, active fantasy team outside of Nicholas Chubb. He is hurt. We are missing him. We play the Raiders. Raiders. Yep. Oh, they're they're pretty good. They play the Reindeers. Mm-hmm. The Reindeers. The Raiders. The Las the Vegas Reindeers. Reindeers. And the Raiders, um, yeah. they're not bad. They're they're running and gunning. And Derek Carr's actually been kind of good this year. Really good this year. Yep. So the like the Raiders, the way they play football is. They are. They try to be faster, stronger, and bigger than everybody. Football IQ maybe a little off, but they're just like we're going to be bigger, faster, and stronger than everybody. Because mm-hmm. you know how they draft wide receivers. They show up for the forty-yard dash, watch that, and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> how fast is he? That's all we care about. Yep. That's catch the ball doesn't matter. <laughs> the ninth overall pick from two thousand. 
or 2009, I want to say, was, and here's a name for you, Darius Hayward Bay. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Do you know who that is? Nope. Exactly. He played for a handful of different teams, and honestly, if he hadn't had both of his shoulders ripped apart in his first two years, he'd probably have been a lot better. Yeah. But he had, like, basically both of his shoulders rebuilt pretty early on, so. Like, the Bengals in 2017, you, got, you guys got Miles Garrett. Um, they did. The, they had the Raiders philosophy where they drafted the fastest guy at the combine, which was John Ross. Do you know who the pick after that was? I don't. Patrick Mahomes. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is uh, the most Browns thing you can do. And I think two picks after Mahomes was Deshaun Watson. So, uh. and that's the year you guys got Deshaun Kaiser. Good. He, I believe, was a backup on the Packers. Something, yeah. No! Where where the hell is Deshaun Kaiser? Mary's over us. She's ready to go. Yeah, she is ready to go. Because you got to go to Hilarities. I just sad. <laughs> the what? I just get sad when I think about those kinds of things. I'm right you know? to pull my hair down and do the same thing she's doing. <laughs> yeah. I, just cut, I just cut mine. I just had, like, I had long hair for a little bit. I'm I think mine's this. probably considerably longer than hers now. Yeah. Hers longer than mine? Oh, yeah. Mine goes down to, like, my boots. Lloyd's goes down to, like, it's pretty insane. I was say, I'm, I'm considerably taller than you are. Yeah. And mine goes down past my boots. Damn. What are you going to, you should be, um, who's the guy from Moana? Uh, Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, what's his name in it? The demigod. Uh. That's who you should be for Halloween. What the hell is his name in that movie? <clears throat> Uh, let's Maui. see. Maui. His name is Maui, Maui. yeah. You yep, got it. nailed you it. You already got the tattoos and everything? Like, you would kill a Maui costume. <laughs> it's just, what, a grass skirt, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and a, a spear. Fish hook. Fish hook. Yep. A fish uh, hook, that's what it is, not a spear. <laughs> uh, Santora's, Mary Santora has to go, so we'll move on to... No, 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 this was, this was awesome. Mary, you were phenomenal. This was, last time we did a Zoom episode was... Not not so hot. <laughs> well, I've luckily been doing... Not, not us. It, it was a different story. No, you're fine. I've luckily been doing a lot of Zoom comedy, so I feel like if you would have caught me never having used the app before, uh, this would have been a train wreck. But now I got, like, a microphone and a ring light, and I got, like, a little setup. The with curtain, curtain behind you. I like it. Perfect. Have it all I just have out. my tiny-ass studio apartment in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> I, I, I dude, know my building is so old. I have a milk door. In my, right okay. next to my actual door. I was doing actually a Zoom show, and I moved, I was on my phone, and I moved it, and someone was like, do you have a milk door? I was like, I don't even know what that is, and apparently that's what I have in my apartment, so. Well, you've been in the building I lived in. That's was built in 1880-something. Yeah, dude. Wow. Um, so, I remember Mary waking up on my couch, still pretty hungover, and me being like, do you want cupcakes? And she went, yeah. <laughs> and I went to get cupcakes. God, forever, yes. <laughs> yeah, this is. Probably three years ago. And I've I, been sober for almost two, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be... I think 2017 was the first time I ever came down to Cincy. And I just did a couple, like, open mics. I'm almost positive. I yeah. just came down and, like, hung out. 2017 was, like, my nosedive back into comedy after taking pretty much a year off. That was really? Like, Rand still lived with me. Yeah, yeah. I was driving pretty much everywhere I could just trying to meet people and do shit. Because I had, I was engaged in 2016, so I started working a second bartending job. So I was working like 50 or 60 hours a week to save up for a wedding. And, and it ended up not happening. It ended up not happening, so I ended up not doing stand-up like at all. Because I was working so much to save up money, and then we called it off. And then 2017, I had a bunch of money. So I was like, oh, I can just go places. Like, I'll just travel <laughs> now, you know? So I need to get my money. That was when I first came down. I remember asking if you wanted cupcakes and coffee, and you were like, yeah, absolutely. And I literally walked downstairs and next door, got cupcakes and coffee, come back upstairs, and you were gone. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. You said you had to get somewhere. I'm assuming you just saw what time it was and were like, oh, shit, I got to get moving. I was probably late for something or but, whatever. Shouldn't have been driving for sure. But you were, you were asleep on the couch and I was like, hey, I'm going to grab some cupcakes and some coffee. Do you want anything? You're like, yeah, for sure. And I went downstairs and went down to Happy Chicks, which is literally next door to my apartment building. So I was gone maybe a total of 10 minutes. I come back and you're gone. And Rand's sitting out there like, yeah, she, she said she had to be somewhere at 
a certain time. I don't remember. God, those they've lost so many years. <laughs> yeah. Man, I need I need to get my ass back up to Cleveland. The last time I was there, I think I did a set at the Grog Shop. Yeah, Monday nights. Yeah. Is Bruton still doing that, or is that is that not even a thing right now? Well, Grog Shop is closed because it's a music venue primarily, so they haven't been doing any live shows, so he moved that show to B-Side, which is right underneath it. Okay. Um, still on Mondays, though. Yeah, so okay. you're ever around. Nice. I need to get back up to Hilarities. I've never, I've never done a set at that club. Me neither. It's the best. Yeah, I can't wait to get back up there. Well, yeah, we, you know, you've never done stand-up ever. <laughs> I know. You uh, have a good chance. Let me know because they're doing those like short sets in between. So it's only like eight to ten, eight to twelve minutes, depending on who the headline oh, is. Oh yeah. Time they want to do, but those are. Um, I mean, they're. It's way more likely for you to get time now than it ever was before. I'll have to email uh, the Sam. 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 Yeah. She's only got about ten minutes. Yes. So uh, we're trying to get to that. Um, so last I, thing. Plug any plugs. You have any plugs, right. Lloyd? Nothing. Uh, Mary, actually, we'll we'll do your we'll do your plugs at kind of the tail end because okay. I'm sure you have a ton because you're all over the place. You're absolutely crushing stand up. You're better than us. We get it. you are much better than us. <laughs> um, I have uh, a couple plugs. Uh, we just did Gabe's show. Uh, listen to Gabe Kia's album, uh, Dumber Than a Fish. I just did his album release show. Fantastic. Such a funny guy. He was so funny. He's the best. Funny. I'm so happy for him. Uh, Jan- I mean, this is a while from now, but January 29th, I will be at Chameleon in Northside. Have you ever been, have you ever been, chame- been to Chameleon? Mm-hmm. I'll be uh, featuring for great friend of the pod and former host of the podcast, Billy DeVore. Hell yeah. And then Rudick's got a show there. Yes. Uh, Sparks got a show. Go to the Chameleon yeah, shows. Check them out. They got a bunch of, bunch of shows coming up. They're, uh, they're turning that side room more or less into a comedy club weekly shows. And it's, they're having local guys headline. Nick, the owner, did, is like... Uh, when I was down there last, we did a... Me and Wayne and someone else were roasting open mic. People doing two or three minute sets. I don't remember what the name of the show was. Um, but um, we were high. It was a drinking game. Yeah, that was at... Um, was that the Chameleon? That was right before we went to Chameleon. Or no, 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 you're right. That was Chameleon. No, that was the Chameleon yeah, in the yeah, side room. Right. Uh, it I was think... like... Someone had to drink at once a minute, and I didn't drink, so me and Wayne were smoking weed. And uh, my the only line that I remember from that night, um, oh my god, the guy who won the lottery, John Hayes, the blonde haired guy, no, John no, Hayes, Hayes he won the lottery. He, yeah, he was doing jokes, and he, he like wasn't getting a lot of laughs. And then he looked at us. I was so fucking high at this point. He looked at us, and he was like, um, I thought you guys were going to interrupt my jokes. And I just looked at him and was like, I thought you were going to tell jokes like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Like, I felt bad. I went up to him and I was like, I'm so sorry. He goes, no, that's the point of the show. It's totally fine. But I was like, I looked at Wayne and I was like, am I too, I feel like I'm too high and I'm being too mean to everybody right now. Like, <laughs> I've been meaner to everybody and they still somewhat like me, so. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell, can I tell the, can I tell the other Zoom story real quick? Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll do this real quick. And then, because Lloyd's, or Mary's got to bounce. I tried to do a, a Zoom podcast with a girl, a friend of mine moved to Cincinnati. Uh, she, I saw her at a Bengals game, so I'm like, ah, oh, she's a Bengals fan. I kind of had a thing for her, and it didn't really, the podcast didn't really work out all that much because of, like, internet issues, and I was nervous, and Lloyd was kind of making me uncomfortable. I was trying to be nice. Like, I did, I did really good about not... Being an right. asshole. So for 45 minutes, it was me biting my tongue, being like, so when are you going to let Alex smash? Because I oh, knew that would have just melted his whole fucking brain. He would have, like, <laughs> like, like, I would have had to drive, or like, like, I had to drive him home. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was so nervous, he was, like, sweating. And my Gross. apartment's a, a fucking Arctic, like, I keep, I, I keep my hairs on right now at, like, 65. I'm hot all the time. Yeah. So he was sweating from nerves, and it's everything in me sitting there like, so like where you, the same way where you're like I don't want I don't like writing roast jokes. It's not the way I write it. It's the only thing I do. Yeah, I get it. I'm just mean to people. And right. you and I are fine while I'm wearing a DJ girl T-shirt. Right. <laughs> See. Well, thanks. I, I I take that as a compliment. I guess. Yes. You're comfortable. Um. <laughs> 
But yeah, it was a whole multitude of things. It wasn't just that. And Lily was there. Yes, Lily was there. Oh, yeah. My daughter was sitting in the back watching Alex flounder while on a podcast with... Danny. Danny. That's great. Did you smash? No. She actually... uh, she actually said, I feel uncomfortable talking about this and putting it in the public right now. I actually asked her out last year, and she said she had, like, just broken up with her boyfriend. She was single, so I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to try. So, no. Yeah. Uh, so, awkward segue into this. Mary, do you have any plugs? Um, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, Mary Santora Comedy, uh, Twitter, Mary underscore Santora, and then I am on a um, radio show every afternoon, Monday through Friday, called The Ellen Cox Show. It's yes. my, my day gig up here in Cleveland. You can listen anywhere for free on the iHeartRadio app. So if you're not in within a 90-mile radius of Cleveland, you're down in Cincinnati. Um, iHeartRadio app's totally free, and you just type in the Alan Cox Show. It pops up anywhere you listen to podcasts, too. Um, it's super fun. It's like um, it's, you know, current events as a talk, afternoon talk radio show. So based in comedy, we, we talk about everything. We talk about you know football, politics, dumb fart jokes. I mean, any kind of weird news story. It's, it's a lot of fun and uh that's probably most of what the content I'm putting out right now is on that show. So if you guys give that a listen, I'd really, really appreciate that. That's awesome. Mary, thank you so much. This was a blast. It was great. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Uh, I got to go let's spend on. <laughs> yeah, so Lloyd, uh, Mary, you don't have to say this, but this is how we end every episode. Lloyd, I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck, Fuck you, Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Browns. We, we like, like the, the Bengals. Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We like the Bengals.